Okay, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Breakfast in a Class. We leave the dedications to the rabbi. Um, so, one of, the, one of the things that I was thinking about this weekend is that we read this parasha, Chukat, and Chukat follows, follows the, the story of Korah. Why would Chukat follow the story of Korah? I believe the story of Korah and really one of the, one of the things behind Korah's uh, rebellion is that, and, and we say that, that uh, it's especially the, that we say the, the Rav Frampano, he says uh, that, that uh, Korah is going to be the Kohen Gadol in the time of the Bet HaMikdash in the future. And he pulls Sadiq Katamai Yifrach. The, the righteous person, like the, the date, like the palm tree, should, uh, should sprout. So Korach is under the ground, Korach should sprout, and eventually Korach should be the Sadiq, he should be the Kohen Gadol. Then what's the whole idea? Korach really is Levi, Levi represents the Midat Hadin, and Korach representing the Midat Hadin is telling Moshe, basically, Moshe, you failed using Midat HaChesed, where at the time we should use Midat Hadin, and, and, and therefore, that's his rebellion. But the reality is it's not the right time. But in the time of the Mashiach, we're going to be ruled not by Midat HaChesed, we're going to be ruled by Midat Hadin. And there we see the ascent of the Levi'im based on that. We'll get into a little bit. It's a little, little heavy, but let me just explain a little. The world is created Bemidat Hadin. Bereshit bara Elokim. The world is created Bemidat Hadin. Why do we have the world created Bemidat Hadin? And then what happens is when we mess up, Hashem has to introduce Chesed because we can't survive in a world of Deen. What's the difference between a world of Deen and a world of Chesed? In the world of Chesed, there's very little growth. In the world of Deen, there's growth. What's the example? Say... I send my son, he's going to medical school. There's two choices of medical school. There's the medical school of Chesed, and there's the medical school of Deen. In the medical school of Chesed, if you don't want to come to class, you don't have to come to class. If you don't want to take the test, you don't have to take the test. We love you, we care about you, we want you to be a doctor. So at the end of four years, we give you a diploma that says doctor. What's the medical school of Deen? We put you to work. We make sure you know everything. We make you take tests. We make you stay up half the night. We put you into different rotations. We send you to this hospital and this hospital, this hospital. We work you under this guy who presses you and presses you. Which doctor do you want to go to in the end? The doctor who graduated from the school of Chesed, who maybe he learned something, maybe he didn't, or the doctor who graduated from the school of Dean. In order to have growth in this world, you need this aspect of Dean. But what happens is we can't survive under the deen, purely the deen. So we have the chesed. One of the opinions is, we say the Midrash says that why do we have the, 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 uh, the paraduma, this which we read about in this week's parasha. The paraduma is to come to clean up for the baby. The mashal is given, there's, uh, the king has the palace and uh, the king sees that somebody made a mess. And he says, who made a mess? And he says, it's the, the housekeeper's uh, child. So the king says, come, let the housekeeper clean up for the child. Come, let the para, the cow, clean up for the golden calf. 
But what is the sin of the golden calf that the para is going to come to clean? So I'm going to give you now is my own. You don't have to accept it. One of the ideas behind the Cheta Egel is when Moshe, when they see that Moshe did not come back. 40 days ago, Moshe did not come back. And Satan shows them an image of Moshe, his, uh, his casket being carried in heaven. There's the assumption that Moshe Rabbeinu died. B'nai Israel at first, what do they want? They want someone to lead them in the place of Moshe. Who do they look to lead them in the place of Moshe? This aspect of Egel. Why Egel? When you see the Nevi'im talk about the Malachim, they talk about the Malachim, they have the foot of an Egel. The Egel is related to the angels. Which angel specifically is related to an Egel? The angel Gabriel. Gabriel represents what? Strength. He represents Deen. B'nai Israel is saying, look, the Ish Moshe, the Ha'ish Moshe, the man Moshe didn't come back. What do we need? We need an angel. Because Moshe was too, in their minds, too weak. He operated on chesed only. And with chesed only, we can't grow. We need to grow. We need the school of deen. Who do we need to lead us? Gabriel. So the image of the Egel at first is not an image against Hashem. It's their understanding of an image that represents Givura, that's going to lead them through the desert, which is Gabriel. When they sin with the Egel, at first, Hashem doesn't tell Moshe, Red, go down. The only time Hashem tells Moshe, Red, was after they come to dance around, to do whatever they're doing around the Egel. That's when Hashem sends Moshe downstairs. Which means that at first, Hashem wasn't objecting to the Egel. Because the original idea of the Egel was that they should have Midat Hadin lead them. Sometimes when we ask Hashem for something, even though it's not in our best interest, Hashem, almost like jokingly, gives it to us. When after Moshe pleads for the people, Hashem says, okay, I'm not coming, I'm going to let my angel lead you. Why does Moshe object so strongly to the angel leading them? And in the end, we have an angel leading them. Because Hashem says they want Gabriel to lead them, I'm going to let Gabriel lead them. Meaning, they want to live under Midat Hadin. I'm going to let them live under Midat Hadin. Meaning, boom, you make a sin, you touch the light on Shabbat, the lightning bolt gets you. Moshe says, no Hashem, I'm not willing to accept Gabriel to lead them. Because we cannot live under pure Midat Hadin. Comes the Paraduma, and the Paraduma is showing us in a way that you can't live purely under Midat Adin. Think about the Paraduma. The Paraduma is one para. Para means it represents the left side. It represents like Gabriel, like the angel. Like the angel Gabriel, the left side, para. The para is aduma, is red. Red represents the left side. When you're saying the Amidah, for example, there's some rabbis that say, when you say, Elohe Abraham, picture a white light. The white light represents chesed. Elohe Yitzchak, picture a red light. The red light represents Yitzchak. This is Givura. Elohe Yaakov, picture a green, because this represents the synthesis, and this represents Tiferet. So the red represents the, right, the left side. The third thing, the cow has to be something that never worked. Never worked, meaning it never did anything for anyone, which means it did no chesed in its life. 
It didn't carry a, a yoke. It didn't do the field. It didn't do anything. Again, midat hadin, midat givura. Female. Again, midat givura. From instead of midat chesed, the male is associated with chesed. The female with givura. And the, the last thing, if you think about it, the cow. How old does it have to be? The midrash says Moshe Rabbeinu went to Shamayim and he heard Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi he said it has to be in its second year. The one represents chesed, two represents givura. Two is the second day of creation. The second day of creation is the day we don't say, Lotov, where we have mavdil, this is givura. So everything about the para duma represents givura. Strong, strong, strong givura. Strong, strong, strong din. What do we do with the para duma? We gather as much wood as possible, and we take the para duma and we put it on top of the pile of wood. And then we put in the hyssop and the, the red string and we burn it. So even the fire represents midat hadin. So now you have these ashes are din, 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 din. And what do you do with the ashes? You take mayim chayim. You take living water and you put the ashes on top of the water, a little bit of the ashes. And that water becomes the water you sprinkle in order to purify someone. What does the water represent? The water represents chesed. The water represents chesed. So what am I doing in essence? I'm taking my paraduma and I'm burning it with a hundred times or a thousand times as much wood. So my paraduma is now one one thousandth of my wood pile. So the ashes there only have one one thousandth of paraduma. And then I take the ashes of the paraduma and I put them in water. And the water represents chesed and it could be a thousand times the water compared to the ashes. How much paraduma do I have now in my whole, con- 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 my whole water of the, that I'm going to sprinkle? One millionth. So what's the answer of the paraduma? The paraduma's answer potentially could be as follows. And this is the same answer to Korach. Korach is saying, Moshe, you failed because the spies went, now we're stuck in the desert. Everyone who's 20 to 60 is going to die. You told me I'm a Levi and you're going to shave my hair of me from the Levi. Why are you shaving my hair of the Levi? Because when you're shaving the hair of the Levi, what are you doing? You're removing the aspect of Deen. The hair represents Deen. You're removing it so that you should be, you should make me more like, like Chesed. But, but Moshe, you're wrong. The Sitzit, what do the Sitzit represent? They represent Or Makif. He's making fun of the Sitzit because he's saying, you don't need it if you have Deen. He's saying he's making fun also of the mezuzah. You don't need the protection of the mezuzah. If you live in a world of deen, you don't need a Moshe. You failed. Why? Because you made Aharon in charge. Aharon represents what? Chesed. I should be in charge, says Korah. Because I'm a Levi and I represent deen. And that's the way it should be. In the end, Korah is wrong. In the future, Korah will be right. Because in the time of the Mashiach, we go from a time of chesed to a time of deen. But for then he's wrong. And we follow with the perashah, para duma. Why? To tell you, you want to live under deen? It's impossible. You have to take the para, which represents deen in every single aspect of it. And what do you have to do? You have to sweeten the judgment with kindness. Yes, you need deen to grow. If you go to the driving test, you have a driving test guy who's very, very tough. 
and he pushes you and you have to do everything, K-turn, U-turn, this turn, that turn, take the written test, and if you don't do it perfectly, you fail. But when my, my daughter went to go take her driving test, I knew she was going to fail. She had no idea how to drive. But my daughter, Ariana, is chen, chen, chen. She got to the road test in front of the Rebbe's kever. That's where you go get the road test in, uh, in Queens. And I went inside. I remember the day. I went inside. It was like 10.30 in the morning. And they had, it was Rosh Chodesh. They had a minyan and they didn't have anyone to read the Torah. So I went to read the Torah while, I, while she was taking the road test. I came outside. Already she's back. I said, I don't know. How did, how did you do a test in, in eight minutes? I said, did you do a U-turn? She said, no. Did you do a K-turn? I said, no, what happened? He failed you right away? You didn't like signal? He goes, no, I passed. I mean, what do you mean you passed? You didn't do any of these things? No, he's a nice guy. He liked me. He passed me. This is the judge of what? Of chesed. Do you want to be on the road with her? Believe me, Ariana, I'm sorry, but I don't want to be on the road. And he, <laughs> yeah, 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 now she drives okay. But then those, she didn't know how to drive, but you had the driving test of chesed. You want to be in the driving test of chesed or the driving test of deen if you're going to put someone on the road. You want the deen. So the, the lesson has to be, in order to grow, you have to have deen. But we can't live in a world of deen. So the paraduma comes to tell us, we have to have a little bit of deen. We have to have the deen. And the, and the paraduma is bizchut Abraham Avinu, is bizchut Moshe. They have, they have the humility, it's a separate subject, but they have the humility to, to make it work. Because in order to live in, in Midat din, you have to have humility. You have aspect of the, 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 the deen of the paraduma, but mixed in a world of chesed. All of us should live in a world of chesed. But in order to grow, we have to have a little bit of deen. And I believe this is why this parashat Kukat follows the parashat of Korach. Because Korach wants a world only deen. And this parashat shows no Korach. It's impossible. Maybe in the future it will be. But for now, we have to lematek et hadin b'chesed. We always pray that Hashem should get up from the kiseh of the of din and sit on the kiseh of chesed. We need Hashem. We need to survive. We need to live in a world of chesed. Olam chesed yivaneh. This is the world we live in. But we have to remember, in order to grow, there has to be a little bit of givura, a little bit of din. And I think this is the message of these two parashiyot connecting to each other. Baruch Adonai Olam. Amen v'amen. Just a final note, I joke about Ariana's driving test from many, many years ago. And uh, I apologize that she always gets the, the, gets the brunt of this one. But Vizrat Hashem, years later, she's, she's really uh, a great driver. And uh, whoever knows Ariana knows how specially she is. And really, the bottom line, it's a compliment because Ariana is chen and chesed and everything about her attracts people to her and it draws out even in the the most harsh, even the person with the most deen, it draws out their chesed and their kindness and their love. She's a magnet to uh, draw out the best in people. Thanks, Ariana. We love you.